The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these times of rapid change, chaos, and crisis... A new wave of legendary leaders is rising up to answer their higher calling. Many are not famous nor have followers, though some do. They are brave individuals like you, seeking your highest truth and committed to deep personal change. Welcome to Legendary Leaders, Answering the Higher Calling with your host Maria Danley. Here is the innovative support you've been looking for to become the legendary leader you are destined to be. Now, here's Maria Danley. Hello, and welcome to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. I'm your host, Maria Danley, and I thank you for being with us today. You know, it's always a pleasure to be with you whenever it suits your schedule to listen to our show, so thank you. As many of you know, I'm a channel with a gift for being able to go into a meditative state, and there I have the ability, the ability to communicate with your higher self directly. And your higher self gives me the answers to any of the questions that you may have. So in this hour, you're all going to have an opportunity to phone in. And I'll only just say your first name and where you're calling from. So these calls are anonymous. And if many of you who are listening now have any issues that are going on and you just would love some answers to maybe finding some direction that you can't find yourself, do call into this show. And stay tuned, all the rest of you, because I will be taking these calls a little bit later on in the show. You can call in around 120, and I answer questions in the order that I receive them. The phone number to call is one 472 And again, that's one 472 Well, last week we spoke about the most important relationship of your life, which as many of you now know, is the relationship that you have with yourself. You take that relationship with you wherever you go, and your relationship with yourself is the foundation for every other relationship that you have. We're going to be talking about love today. More, we're going to explore about relationships, successful relationships. And your relationship with yourself and how loving you are with yourself will dictate how loving you will be with others and how much love you will be willing to receive from others as well as from your spiritual connection as well. We'll expand our topic of love today by focusing on how to have successful loving relationships with our guest, Oriella McCarthy, who is the best-selling author of an award-winning book, The Power of the Possible, a book of hope and inspiration. And if issues around love perplex you, you just won't want to miss this show. 
After that, after speaking with Oriella, I will be channeling for all of you. So again, that number is one 472 5795 Also, we have a Facebook fan page if you're interested in going to that. Go to facebook.com and forward slash Legendary Leaders Radio Show and you'll find information about upcoming shows and links to other shows and events as well. Also, for those of you who are interested in more private way of listening to your higher self, I'm currently scheduling one-to-one personal higher self readings where you can ask any questions on any topic and you'll receive direct answers from your higher self. And you can reach me and contact me directly at maria at legendaryleaders.com. And in that hour that you will be speaking with me and with your higher self, your spirit guides as well, you can explore many topics and get levels of depth of answers that you can may find very hard to find yourself. And as I like to say, the answers to turning anything around are usually not where you are looking. So that is my expertise. To do that, please contact me at Maria at legendaryleaders.com. So let's talk about love. Think about this for yourself. Do you have difficulty around love? Do you have trouble creating loving relationships or maintaining them? Do you leave relationships feeling perplexed why they didn't work out? We're going to talk about creating loving relationships that work. And I want to tell you a little bit about my guest today. She's a long-time personal friend of mine. We have been studying metaphysics for, well, probably 30 years. And I've seen her and always been dazzled by her beauty, her intelligence, her wisdom, her complete compassion, and her understanding of love. And I'm so excited that she's with us today. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest, Oriella McCarthy. Oriella is the best-selling author of an award-winning book, The Power of the Possible, a book of hope and inspiration. She's often referred to as the spiritual Dear Abby because of her direct and down-to-earth approach to some of the stickiest issues we are all grappling with every day. Her clients talk about amazing core-level shifts that happen between the words, changing their lives forever. And for over 15 years, Oriella has been a spiritual mentor, a counselor, a guide, and a relationships expert, touching the lives of thousands of people all over the world. Her message is, nothing changes until you do. Her expertise is love. Oriella McCarthy has won many awards for her work, the National Best Books 2008 Awards, USA Book News, finalist in the self-help categories for book, ebook, and audiobook. She's also the New York City Book Festival Awards 2008 Honorable Mention, the Mom's Choice Awards in 2009, Silver Recipient in the Relationships and Marriage category, Silver Recipient in the Inspirational Motivational category, 2009 Indie Excellence Awards, winner in the New Age Nonfiction category. My goodness, Ariella, that is a lot of accomplishments. <laughs> I'm listening and I'm thinking, wow, Maria. <laughs> yes, yeah, wow, well, wow, Ariella. And so for all of you, please welcome my darling friend, Ariella McCarthy. Hi. Hello, Maria. Such a pleasure to be on your show. Well, I think all of us want very successful relationships, and I've had the pleasure to watch you have long, sustaining, blissful relationships. In fact, I I can only think maybe on on my hand a number of people that have that level of success in relationships. 
And tell us a little bit about that because I know I know that in your in your book that you wrote there that you were talking about a really interesting connection between love, intimacy, and caring, and how they make or break the relationship. Can you talk a bit more about that? Oh, of course, of course. That is actually a fascinating subject and uh, very profound. So I will be happy to share the way I understand it and what I learned and was taught through life and through various wonderful guidance and teachers and Lazarus, of course. Basically, love has been one of the focuses of my life. So I've had... So many things happen around love, and when we talk about love, it's not only one-on-one loving relationships, and with yourself, of course, loving yourself, clearly, most important and big challenge, but also relationships with your friends, with your parents, with children, with um, co-workers, with life, with money, it's all... All of this leads to love and the way I've been living my life and for many years I wasn't even aware that uh, that was happening for me. Um, I was taking mental notes. I was studying. I was pretty much studying love. And so I had uh, all kinds of experiences in my life, dark and light and uh, in between, all around love, (laughs) which brought me... To where we are today, and never in a million years did I imagine that I would be teaching it and um, helping people with it and writing about it, but that's where my life took me. So, with this a little preamble, love, caring, and intimacy. Um, shall I go into it? Yes, please. All right. Well, we know the words, love, caring, intimacy. We pretty much, many people believe that they know what they mean, these particular words, though each concept, of course, is miles deep. But the interesting thing about um, these three is how they affect each other and what happens to people um, if one or two of the three suddenly expand how it affects everything else. And what I'm referring to is, um, believe it or not, and I know that you understand it very well, um, but curiously, since we are all unique, every one of us is absolutely different, each own unique person, we all have various capacities to love to be caring, and to be intimate with one another. And if we were to break it in a proportion, if if the whole would be 100%, it's not like it's 33.0% for each of the three. Not at all. Uh, A person could be incredibly loving and have difficulty with intimacy and uh, more caring than intimate. And that will be the way that that, ratio, if you were to say, call it ratio, will break down for that particular person. Say 70% loving and uh, 25%, 20% caring, and only the rest of it would be intimate, uh, ability to be intimate. We can all develop these abilities, of course, but if we take, the say, any person's current situation. It could be a different ratio. It could be an incredibly caring person. When it comes to loving, it's harder. It's harder to trust love. Love becomes more 
love scares with love is a real feeling. They're all real feelings. And real, anything that's real has a spectrum. This is the lightest expression and the darkest expression. And we all know love in the darkest expression, you know, isn't fun. If I were to say it like this, it could be very hurtful. A lot of things can happen and not desirable necessarily. So... May, may I interrupt just for a second and ask you, how do you define intimacy? Because I think you know, some people may just say, well, intimacy is sex, or they might say something else. But how do you define intimacy? Well, intimacy is, it, it could be sexual intimacy, but I'm not referring to that. I'm referring to emotional intimacy, which includes sexual intimacy as well, or not. But I'm talking about the ability to be trusting if trust is appropriate, uh, ability to get close, to share yourself, willingness to be vulnerable with another person. And this is very often incredibly scary for a lot of people. Yes. So with this, say you fall in love. Two people fell in love. And it's wonderful and it's exciting. Oh, it's so great. It's the beginning. It's wonderful. Um, two weeks, a month, two years, usually way faster. What happened? What's, what's happening? Why isn't it as good as it was? Why did you break up? Why are you no longer speaking? Why are you still together and not having fun and not feeling satisfied and full? What's happening? What very often happens is if you are in love, you cannot help it. You are going to start getting closer. Getting closer means becoming more intimate. And if you have difficulties with this particular way of being, with opening yourself up, if your walls go up, if fear comes up, you're going to pull back. You can't help getting closer, becoming more intimate if you are in love and staying there. If your walls come up out of fear because you're getting more intimate, you will pull back and the problems will begin. Two people can do it. One of the two can do it. Um, so one or both, you, it, it doesn't lead to any good places. What is important to understand with this is that all these three ways of being, qualities of interaction, love, intimacy, and caring, they each have a fear that comes with them. We were talking about an intimacy right now. So with intimacy, very logical if you think about it, with intimacy comes the fear of being humiliated. As I open myself up to you, as I show you my vulnerable sides, as I share myself, what if you laugh? What if you turn away? What if you don't understand? What if you don't... um, But if you're not interested, I will be so humiliated. Mm -hmm. This is not conscious, but that's what is going on. That's why the walls come up. That's why the fear comes up. Now, with love, something else happens. I'm loving you. Everything is great. But tomorrow I wake up, and I love you so much more. I don't know what happened, but my love for you is deeper. And I am terrified. People say that so often. They share it. I'm so scared. Sometimes they don't understand why they're so scared, but it is the fear that is specific to love. Love will expand you in every way. But what happens with love also 
and it is inevitable. The fear of its loss comes up. What if I lose it? What if something happens to you? What if you die? What if I... Again, they're not rational, they're not conscious, but sometimes they are conscious, Uh, but it's a very real fear that comes with love, and that may stop one or both people from moving forward, because Mm -hmm. if I were to lose it, it would hurt too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if we look at caring now, the third component, suddenly I realize I care more. We were, we, everything is great with us, but I just suddenly realized I care for you so much more. I don't know why, I don't know how it happened, but there it is. I care deeply, not like I did before. And I am terrified. Mm-hmm. Why am I terrified? Well, what happens with increased caring is the fear of being rejected comes up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. very rational in a way. I care so much that I start giving you advice. I start telling you how you have to be better because it have to change uh, and people will pull back. I'm doing it out of caring. You can do it out of other motives. We all understand it. But if you do it out of caring but you don't know how, you don't know how to present it, how to communicate, well, it can invite a person to, you know, to pull back. Or you're, you're, you will pull back yourself because you're so terrified of being rejected now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what do we do? What do we do? We, we can't stop getting more intimate and hopefully we don't stop getting closer and more intimate. Hopefully we're not going to control our love and allow it to grow. Hopefully we will continue to care deeper. What are we going to do with all these fears? Very often, either one or three or two it will create a lot of problems if you don't know what to do with it. So, shall I explain what to do with it? What you're saying here is just so beautiful. I, I, I absolutely think most of us would agree that when you start to love and care and, and the, the fear all of a sudden about losing the love or what if they reject me, whatever gets in, and that's when people can start fighting with each other in, in regard because it's so much easier to deal with pushing and somebody away up. than to actually deal with the intimacy of, of loving, right? Absolutely. Mm. Well, tell us more. Tell us, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell no, us more about. They will fight, you. or they will break up, or they will yeah. just pull back, stay together. But it's not going to be what it was, and they would know what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and that that leads to very bad places over time. But there well, is I, a way out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know you can, and I, we want to hear that in just a moment. But I do know that we'll, you can see it in other uh, relationships. Hard, very often, to see it in in one's own relationship where certain walls will go up okay it's safe we won't go into this topic we, you won't cross this boundary we'll just sort of cohabitate here and then we'll just mm-hmm. fall into some comfortability around it right uh, or uncomfortability around yeah. it you <laughs> right. will either end it or you will just have parallel lives yeah, yeah. very unpleasant well, tell us more then. What are some answers here? And, and what well, about? first is to have this understanding. And once you have this understanding, you have to have another understanding. Is, and it is that we each have different ratios. So that sort of allocates how much love we are capable of feeling in proportion to how much intimacy and how much caring. And everyone has a different one. So if suddenly you are terrified, you're in a relationship, and a fear comes up, 
So, Essie, what happened? Did I get closer? Did we get more intimate? Did we get closer? Or do I care more? Or do I love deeper? That is not so hard to identify if you know to look there. And say if you identify it, oh, my God, I love more now. I just just fell into this amazing, amazing love, and I love more now. So what's happening for me is I'm terrified of losing it. What you do then is you go to increase. That means your love shot out of the proportion that's comfortable within the ratio of the three. So I need to increase the other two so that the ratio is back to normal. My love expanded. Let me become more intimate. Let me take some steps to share more of myself, to get closer, to listen to you with greater compassion, with more interest, pay more attention. That will increase our closeness, our intimacy. And when it comes, and let me care more as well. Uh, Let me care more about you. Uh, Are you tired? Let me make you tea without becoming a mother or a father. Um, Let me maybe give you some space to be by yourself. Uh, Whatever, whatever is a real caring um, action would be. And as we do that, intimacy jumps up, uh, the level of caring jumps up, and the ratio that's comfortable for you is back to normal. Everything is expanded, but the ratio is back. Love is no longer out of proportion to the rest. And suddenly, ah, my fear of loss has dissipated. I'm completely fine. All is good. So, <laughs> so let's just... the same to the other two. Let me slow this down just so that my audience can understand this too. So would, is that what you would say that each of us should try to do is to say, okay, let me really look at each of these components. The, how loving am I? How caring? How intimate? And, and explain a little bit more about ratios or give us an example. Okay. So if we look at a whole, let's say my ability to love, care, and be intimate, be close to the one I love... Um, all three together comprise 100%. Mm-hmm. But they don't not divide it equally. Yes. Uh, it's a little bit kind of a logical, a mathematical formula, but it really works in this situation. Mm. Uh, and if it, and the, 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 it will be like 50% of one and, seven, and another 10 of, and another 40. Depends on the person, like I explained. Yeah. Somebody yes, is more yes. caring. Somebody is more loving. Somebody is more loving and intimate, but not so caring. Yeah. You know, so, okay, if something feels off, if you are suddenly agitated, anxious about your relationship or marriage, and you don't know why, this is when you stop and you ask yourself, uh, am I afraid of losing him or her? Mm-hmm. Am I afraid of being somehow humiliated? Mm. Or am I afraid of being rejected? And it, is, it may at first look not be so clear-cut, but it is not going to take long at all. It will be a few minutes, and you'll realize. I just shared so much of myself, and he didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Or she just went about doing what she was doing. I don't know if she even heard. Uh, maybe maybe I, and you, I'm so embarrassed. And it may not be grounded in anything uh, real, uh, your fear. Uh, yeah. but, uh, or it may be. But bottom line is, that's what's happening. I'm afraid now of being humiliated, or I'm now afraid of being rejected, mm-hmm. or I'm, not, I'm afraid of losing this love. And if you know that if you're afraid, with the deepening of love comes the fear of its loss, 
This information you need to know. So we're repeating it. It is all in my book, The Power of the Possible. If you know that with the increased closeness, increased intimacy, comes the fear of being humiliated. Mm-hmm. And with increased caring comes the fear of being rejected. And you can identify where you are. What scares me most? Being rejected, being humiliated, or losing you. Even through death, you just got into the car and drove away, and accidents happen. You know, people go, it's nothing, it's not rational. You're just terrified. It's normal. That means you love deeper. Okay, deep breath. Let me sit down. If I'm afraid of losing love now, means I love more. Let me increase my caring. Let me increase being intimate. Let me mm. call and say, I really, really had a wonderful morning with you. That's an intimate, intimate call. That's sharing of yourself. That's being vulnerable. And the other person says, oh, how thank you for calling me. You know, I'm so happy. I'm just driving and thinking about you. We had such a great morning. Whatever. And suddenly your intimacy shot up. And now I'm going to care for him or for her more as well. I'll cook something. Or I will get us reservations to dinner. Or I buy tickets for the show that I know that he or she loves to see. Whatever. And suddenly you feel completely fine. Wow, that is fascinating. Well, yeah, it's so, no longer afraid of loss because you you have lifted your intimacy, you've lifted your caring. I see, I see, and it, it's so counterintuitive because there there's the idea that oh, I'm afraid, so now I'm going to wall off and I'm going to retreat for the fear of, of yeah, that's of, of what that. breaks. That's and why so exactly. stepping up, so stepping up and said said doing the opposite. I'm going to care more. I'm going to even be more intimate or or let this person know. Yeah. So love is scary. People say they want it, but they don't want to do much about it, or they do want to do much about it, but they don't know what. And mm. the greatest travesty, in my opinion, that's been perpetrated on humanity by by people is that nobody teaches about love. We're not taught how to love, what love is and what it is not. Yes, yes. The role models that we have are pretty much, most of them, very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So by the time we're ready to step into this field, you know, on our own, we have no clue. <laughs> you know? Yes, 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 and, yes. And uh, is it any wonder? Mm. No, it, I no. don't think it is. Yeah, they just say, <laughs> just love, just be caring, just be intimate with people. How, how, how do you do that? And what is, how we have it so, so confused with martyr, of uh, absolutely, which on is, you know, look, it, after yeah. all I've done for you, you know, you should be loving. Uh, yeah. We're going to be, be wrapping up our conversation with you, Oriel, because obviously this is a huge conversation that could go on with so many more interesting aspects to this, which I would I'm love to have. I'm teaching this. I'm ready to actually teach a comprehensive course Step by step. It's not so hard. It's just turning things upside down in the right way. In people's well, how, how can people... <laughs> how can my audience uh, get more? I mean, we, you certainly can go to Amazon.com and get her beautiful book, The Power of the Possible. That's a, a yellow book. You, you'll see her uh, book there and, and purchase that. And also, you said something about contacting you directly. Do you want to give us that information? So, yes, yes. I, will, uh, I don't have anything on my website about the course yet because it's in the process of being kind of started, but it, I will start it soon. So if you're interested, in, I will send you information once it's ready. You just email me. You can go to either one of my websites. It's uh, powerofthepossible.com without the, just powerofthepossible.com or 
my old website where it's all about the book is oriellamccarthy.com. A-U-R-I-E, L like Larry, A, McCarthy, M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y.com. And you can sign up uh, for... Just you can sign up, but you can also send me an email saying, um, there is my email on the website. It's oriella at oriellamccarthy.com, uh, asking to be, um, to be sent the information when that course starts. So, you know, uh, and if you're interested, well, you're welcome to join. And also, I have a gift for the listeners today, and um, I've done it once, and it was such so much fun for me and for everyone. So, if you want the book, I'm going to... I'm going to give out, uh, as my gift, three books. So the email number 7, number 19, and number 23. (laughs) I will send you the book. So if you you just uh, send me an email asking for it, and if you are any one of these numbers, I will respond, and then you can give me your address. That's spectacular. (laughs) Do you want to repeat those numbers again? Okay, people, make sure you write this down. What about me, and uh, I'm going to... I'm going to be trustworthy here. Number mm-hmm. seven, number 19, and number 23, emails from listeners. I will send you the power of the possible, and I'll sign it for you. And if you want me to sign this with anything specific, um, maybe you want it for your husband or for your wife, which I do not recommend, get it for yourself. <laughs> don't try to change anybody else. Yeah, don't um, try to change anybody. Yeah, change yourself, exactly. Well, thank you so much for being on, on our show today. What a, what a deal there. Uh, you've got your own dear Abby in, in the area of love. <laughs> and we're, we're very excited you were on You're today. And I can speak for the love that I see in you and the love in your relationships that I mm-hmm. have been so exquisitely They're beautiful with. Happy, Thank you yeah. so much for being on our show today. I really appreciate <laughs> that. And um, we're going to be taking a short break now. And uh, when we return, we're going to be doing some channeling. I'm going to take that time to go into a meditative state. So please call in 1-866-472-5795. And don't forget about Oriella's beautiful book. We all could use uh, more love in our lives. So please get that book. Power of the possible. The power of the possible. Again, we're going to take a break. Do call in 866-472-5795. We'll be back shortly. Thank you. here in a slightly altered state and we do see that we do have a caller here jerry from michigan are you there 
Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, and uh, welcome. Thank you for calling in. And what is your question today? Uh, uh, thank you, Mary. By the way, this is, I should have said Gerald. You might have known me. Yes, yes, Gerald. I do know it's you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice to hear your anyway, voice again. Yeah. Oh, gee, I didn't think uh, I'd be talking or even listening to the show today. I'm on a bus right now, but uh, I happened to check my email and saw the topic of your show, and I thought, well, okay, I'll call in. Okay, well, thank uh, you. Is it is it is it around love that you have your question? Yes. Um, in fact, the very first time I ever talked to you was I think it might have been back in February. Um, there was I asked a question about a, a long like a relationship I've been working on for years with someone who lives in another state, and uh, I guess I just kind of wanted to see where where that was, where I was stood with that. I um, I don't have a lot of as, I don't have as much angst around it I don't think as I once did and I also kind of wanted to figure out she's she gets sick a lot and I just lately she's been sick I just kind of wonder what's going on with that mm-hmm. and, and, and where the relationship is maybe going and where where and where the relationship is going is that what you're asking yes Okay, and you know we know everything here is is confidential. When we we spoke to you earlier in the year about that, we were doing that offline, meaning we we could ask the full name. But if you do, just say the first name. I'm sure spirits will, the spirit guides or higher self will tell me. Could you say her first name, please? Ah, uh, yes, sir. First name is Colleen. Okay, Colleen. One moment. Well, when they sh- when we get the image of Colleen here, and again, we usually see energetics really, really clearly. But we would say in her field, she does. There's an energy in her where she would like to be rescued. She would like you to uh, be the person to sort of care for her, uh, take care of her, certainly be her her champion in that regard. And um, we sense that there's a, a part of her. It's not about giving up, but we would say a part of her that um, her spirits are dampened by the life that she's had the life that she's been living with the almost we want to say um i don't want you to take this the wrong way it's not like uh not having a will to fight it's just that she just doesn't want to stand up and be as strong as she could be does this make sense to you yes and so yes it's a it's a reflection gerald of her um her parenting of her of her when she was raised, there was a place where she kind of got a little bit lost in the shuffle, didn't think she had a voice, and um, there was a place where she did turn to try trying to please her parents. Um, we're we're not sure if it was mother or father, but because um, they both look rather equal in her desire to please. But she, in that sense, she pulled back on her own voice. She sort of maybe that's it. Gave up a bit on having her own voice. So in this regard, the relationship, uh, her being ill, that's part of the some of the programming that she had in childhood that some of the pain and the anger and the um, the lack of self-esteem that was there uh, is sort of surfacing in that regard. And the world is scary right now for a lot of people. Um, it's not the world we all expected it would be. It's been changing rapidly. There was a lot of scary stuff going on in the news. And so in that regard, um, she does lean on you to, to sort of be the one that will make life sort of work for her. And we would put it this way. 
um, and if Oriella were here, she might mention this as well, that when we are in a relationship that is based on hoping someone will rescue or, or, or be our champion or be the, the reason for us, it, it, it puts too much pressure on the relationship and, and too much pressure on the other person. And it can turn into resentment for the person who's being leaned on, leaned on too much. And do you know what we're talking about here? Yes, and I, I believe I can handle that. Mm-hmm. And of course, if the love is there, and you're very clear that that's the, the that is the uh, piece of the relationship, and we've talked to you about this before, Gerald. But uh, you have grown up in that regard, being a um, a sort of a a savior, a rescuer for other people, and uh, very very loyal. Your loyalty is strong, and so you sometimes get enmeshed, let's say, in um, or embroiled in, in trying to please yourself, or not wanting to cross boundaries, or want, not wanting to upset others, and then finding yourself a little bit. Um, kind of bogged down, like you're underwater at times. You know what we're talking about? Yes, I do. So, what do you? Let me ask you because this is this is we have mentioned this before, and we know that loyalty is an issue. And so, there. Are, what are some of the the let's say the things you're telling yourself? What are some of the like beliefs that you have around this um, that they come to mind? And we can help you a little bit with this if you do. You understand what we're saying? So. The beliefs around the relationship or around how, what you were just talking about, how I was, how I, how my We're, we're talking more, more about the, the pattern in general. So let's give you, we'll prime the pump a little bit. Give us a moment. Uh, I, oh, okay. No, no, no. You, you, the one that we're seeing particularly is something around, you know, if, if I am here to rescue and save others, then I will be loved. If I am here to make up for the the lack or the losses or the sadness or the disappointments of family and friends, then I you know I I will be I will be loved. There's something about that that there's that you, we see in your vibration that there's something around this type, this area of beliefs. That's what I wanted you to talk a bit more about. Okay, well I, I could see where I would have had some of that definitely growing up. Uh, you know, I, I, I always did try to be that way with people. I would I would try to help them. And I, I, I've been studying a lot of, uh, been studying metaphysics for years. And I, I understand now that, you know, people have to save themselves. And, you know, there's only so much you can do, but you can influence them. And so, I, I mean, I think I, at this point, I can, I can try to help people without being, you know, totally attached to it and rising and falling. I mean, I, I do what I can, but I understand that. They might not be able to, uh, to, uh, you know, I might not be able to do what I'd like to do for them. They have to do that for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and of course, if you're if you're um, very clear about this, and you know that she may have, um, and again, this is nothing against her. It's more about her wiring, her beliefs around life. And if you're 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 uh, because we we do see that unless she can. Um, shift some of her beliefs or her some of the work do some of that 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 she might be sick for a while uh we do have a show we we've always recommended people to listen to the one with gary blair where she might really be interested in gary's work because uh he he reads these numbers and letters over the phone and uh, we do see that she has some sort of illnesses in there that could be turned around with that help we we think it was at the end of august we did that show um but listen to that recording and act uh, advanced cell training might really help for her. But there's a place of, if you're fine with that idea that she, she will go limp, 
um, in terms of, you know, when, when things get too difficult. If you love her and you want to be with her knowing that fully, then we would say, you know, go ahead with that. We also know that part of the relief in this relationship is because it is long distance. It isn't that she's there, um, right there. Very sweet, beautiful woman, absolutely. And um, I think we're, we're pretty clear on that. Did you have another question at this time? No, I, I guess I just, I, I, I guess I'm thinking I need to get my finances, my finances in a better place. I guess maybe when, when that is, when, when that comes around, so that would probably be, go a long way towards uh, her being more open to me, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. She, uh, she oh, does and have so, a relationship. Pardon me? She does have a, another relationship right now, and you know, I've known that all along. I see. And, uh, but, you know, and so I, not that money is everything to her, but, you know, she's used to a certain standard of living. And, uh, I, and well, so we, I guess that's what I'm. If it's okay with you, we'd like to go to a cut deeper here because this is really what's coming in now that, that as they're talking to me is that a lot of this is your, we want to say the relationship that you have with your mother, which is, um, we don't want to say it's necessarily unrequited. It's a, it's a pattern of a, of a longing for this nurturing, this love that should have come from the mother. But there's also a, when we, you know, how, how do we say this? Your mother, put some energy on you of almost, we don't want to say it's like a possession. Why don't you describe your relationship with your mother? Because we, we're trying to be respectful. We know we're speaking on the air here. But there's a quality where this relationship is still broken in many regards, where you gave up parts of yourself, uh, or, or Gerald, to be in, to be the good son to her. And and she, there was a, the energy they're showing us is kind of a power over. Of course, mothers all have the power over their children if they want to use it in that regard because they, and children have to lean into their mothers. They have to regard, let's say, they, they need the sustenance. They, they would, would die without their parents, really, in that regard. So we would say that in that exchange, and it looks to us, it's a, we, we see this pattern very often, something about disconnection and upset with the father. She turned her love and attention on you, but then it meant you needed to be the, the young man that she wanted you to be. In a sense, you were going to be the relationship because she couldn't have satisfaction from her husband. Does that ring true for you? Uh, when I was younger, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, guess, I guess I could see it, but yeah, I feel like I really had a good relationship with my mother growing up. I mean, I a lot of my friends were kind of envious of the relationship I had with, uh, you know, my mom. And then later on, my mom got remarried. And, you know, the mm-hmm. man I call my dad, you know, he, uh, they've been, they were really good parents. And, I, you know, it was a really good relationship. Um, but I, I, yeah, I did try to, I did try to please. You know, I, I did. Um, but yet I don't feel, I never really felt a lot of, um, Regret about that. And I think we missed we misunderstood you. Regret about what? About uh, how I was with my mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's an interesting book, and you may want to look at it. And we could say this to everyone out there listening. Um, and it's called uh, Let's see, is it Breaking the Love Addiction? It's about love addiction. We're forgetting the name of the title by Pia Melody. The reason we're saying that you might find it in the library and. Um, 
Oh, that's it. Facing love addiction, which just came in. And what she talks about that's so interesting, and and here we are today talking about loving relationships, is that in a love addiction relationship, a lot of people may say, well, what is that? Uh, A love addiction is when we are looking... We're looking for love that we, either as a love addict, where we constantly are attracting loving relationships where the love will not be met. In other words, we're always longing for, looking for that love, and we can't, we seem to always hook up in relationships that just never want to turn around and, and love us the way we want to. And for a love addict, that is a safer relationship. It sounds weird to say it that way, because the love addict doesn't really want real love. They are afraid they can't have it. They're afraid that they're never going to get it. And so they're actually chasing after the people that are not available. That's on the the love addict side. On the other side of that is called a love avoidant. And what that is, and very often it's a pattern, we're not saying this is uh, true for you, uh, Gerald, something for you to think about, because it could be, because that energy is here. And let's say we're not looking as specifically at your relationship with your mother, but this energy is here. And the love avoidant most often is in men, young boys, when, as we say, the mother could not love or the mother could not get her needs met by her husband. Sometimes it it was a love addict uh, position as well. Oh, I'm never going to get the love. They turn and they they build up the love of with the son, and the love of the son is all of a sudden you're my meaning. You're the reason. You know, you're my little man. And the boy gets wired very early on that he is there to take care of women who are either needy or um, or they are. Uh, somehow that you have to fill the void for mother. And it, it can happen. Now, it can be role reversals and, and changes, but this is very often what can happen with love-addicted women that don't, can't, you know, they do marry and they, they find this isn't going to be the love I want. They can sometimes turn that on the sun. But what that happens then is you, you, the love addict is always chasing after love, people that aren't available and the love avoidant is always looking across the room and connecting to that love addict and, and then it turns into um, the love avoidant wanting to um, avoid the relationship because it's too needy. Now maybe we've said too much here but it might be something for you to look at. On another note and we do want to say this because we thought about you after the last time we spoke to you on this show and we were thinking about you. We got so excited uh, Gerald when we saw you out there riding your bicycle. <laughs> there, there was such a I'm, seriously, there, there, when I saw you on the bike and it was clear as a bell for me, you were just, uh, there was a freedom, there was a place for you to think your own thoughts and have your own feelings. And this is what I want for you more than anything, you know, based on this call, is has something more to do with the freedom to really find out who really am I. I, I, I know how to identify myself when I'm in relationship with family and friends, and, 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 but I'm not giving myself the good, uh, the good relationship with myself that I could. I could be championing myself. When, what we mean by this is I could be loving myself more. I could be really believing in myself more. I could get on my bike and really ride or, or work out at the gym and start building up some of that strength that I really have in me and the potential for that. Because when we look at you, you have so much strength in you that looks like it's under like a shield, as if as if you haven't really even tapped into it yet. And so, yes, wouldn't that be nice if, if you had love, if you had this loving relationship, and here she is in another relationship. It's complicated. It isn't easy. We've given you some places to look around the love addiction piece. But even that, what if you were to, you know, play with this idea, get a journal and say, what if I gave my, myself full permission to dot, dot, dot? And you can do that in any, in any area, in career 
in love, in uh, my finances? What if I gave myself permission to really do what I want to do, knowing that the money could be there and really get more proactive about it? Because we do see you kind of uh, sitting a little bit on the back fence, hoping that life will deliver as much as you are studying metaphysics. It, it still is a, can be very proactive with the desire, imagination, and expectation. And we are saying this to those of you out in the audience that we are speaking longer to Gerald because no one else is called in. And if you are interested, you still can call in when 866 472 But as we say that, Gerald, when we talk about you building up your relationship with you, you know, getting up, hiking and dreaming and really declaring some independence for yourself, what comes up for you? Uh, well, yeah, I would like to do some, some traveling on my bike and uh, I would like to step up my uh, investing and trading that kind of thing. I, I like doing that. Uh, I've only been able to do it here and there, though. Um, just things that are that I can do for myself. Um, I did take a step since I talked to you last week. I did uh, 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 get involved with another uh, another gentleman doing the same kind of work, but it's much more likely to be uh, financially lucrative for me. So, okay, and. And so you, you can, we, we pointed in you, you in that direction, but the other question that I think your higher self is asking me to ask you, what frightens you about intimacy? I, I didn't think I, I, I had any fright around that. I, I really didn't think I did. Okay. Um, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I guess... I'm just trying to be where, I mean, if I can have this relationship I want, great. But I guess as, lately I've been getting to the point where I'll just, well, if I have to, I'll, I'll keep it as it is if that's where it's going to stay. But that's why I was just kind of wondering if, you know, there was any kind of... Well, um, well yeah. We, all we can say is we, we you know, don't shoot the messenger here, but what we do see is that one of the reasons she's so appealing to you is because she's not available. And that's why we brought up this other issue. It might be worth looking at that book, Facing Love Addiction by Pia Melody, because you see, the the issue can be when someone is close, and, and you know what it's like, Gerald. You have women who are interested in you, and they want a relationship with you, and they're chasing you, or let's say uh, someone in that position, love love addicted perhaps. You can see, ooh, I don't like this. I feel you know too close. Ooh, do you know what we're talking about? Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so th- it's this dynamic. It's like, wow, look at me. I'm, I'm, I tend to really be more attracted to women, possibly. Possibly. We're putting this out as a possibility. A possibility that maybe I'm more attracted to the women that really are not available. And boy, that gets me really curious. What is that about? I'm not really being interested in pe- women who are right here available for a relationship. Now, we're not, not talking about um, this specific relationship. It's a piece of it. But what you might notice, it, is that a pattern that you've had for years? Is it something that has, yeah, it seems if someone really wants a relationship with me, it's like, ew, go away. Or if I really want a relationship with somebody, mm, just some reason, they're just not available. And um, that would be a place to look. And, and so we think we've said a lot about um, your those possibilities for you but as they say there is this power there's a tremendous amount of love inside and we keep getting the same image for you that it's something about you taking your power back and and building up your strength 
and maybe even the strength to say no. Maybe it is something else. But as you focus more on your life, there's there's a level of, um, let's say, energy that will be more attractive. And we don't mean, well, you might look more handsome. Who knows? <laughs> Probably will. But that's not what we're talking about. It's more like the energy of, I'm focusing on Gerald. I'm interested in what Gerald is doing and what Gerald wants to create and the life he wants to make for himself. And oh, by the way, you know, hey, now I'm meeting new people and other things are starting to come in because there you have such a, it's a loving energy, but you do tend to uh, put a lot of focus and energy out for other people trying to fix and help their problems and, and not turning around as much to work on your own. Yes? Yes. Okay. Well, it, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. And uh, we could always go deeper and, and say things that would be much more, let's say, direct if we were not on the air, just because that's the way we, we want to respect your privacy, but say enough uh, to get you going there. So we're, we're just happy that you were able to call in today and that we had this nice long time. It's pretty rare. Usually there'll be more callers, but today there were not. So you had a nice long reading here today, and we, we wish you a wonderful time. Are you doing anything fun for Halloween? <laughs> Um, nah, not that I have planned, but <laughs> I just I, I just want to say thank you again. I appreciate all the time and effort you just put into this reading. And, uh, you know, it wasn't an accident that I checked my email sitting here on the bus. And thanks for putting up with all the noise, too. Sorry about that. <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been a noisy call, but it's been also a lot of fun. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. And, and thank you so much for, for calling in and, and being a part of our show. And we really appreciate that. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome, Maria. Okay. Appreciate Bye-bye. you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Yes. Um, well, maybe we'll have more callers next time, and I'll let my list know that, that there is channeling still happening. And um, we'll say this, that that's all the time that we have for today, and we, we really do thank all of you who are listening. And uh, we also are opening up to the idea of receiving um, some help with this show, because financial help, it is something that uh, I, the 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 channel, now I'm calling myself a channel because I'm in channeling mode, but the radio host here, that I'm looking for sponsors that would be interested that might want to do some advertising on the show that would really be able to keep the show going, because it's looking like at this point I may not be able to keep the show going for a while because of lack of funds. So if, if you have an interest out there and you'd like to contact me to let me know if you know a sponsor or any interest in that, please give me um, an, an email at maria at legendaryleaders.com. And as I said, we have a Facebook group. We mentioned that earlier. If you want to go over there to Facebook and forward slash Legendary Leaders Radio Show, you could um, please join up there and tell your friends about it. And also, again, we do private readings, as we said, where we can go so much more uh, deeply into the energy field and answer much more direct questions in in any topic. There's a lot that can happen in a one-hour reading. So if you're interested in that, please do, again, contact me at maria at legendaryleaders.com. Thank you all for listening to Legendary Leaders Answering the Higher Calling. It is an honor and a privilege to support all of you unsung heroes on your journey to become the legendary leaders that you are destined to be. And until next week, I send you my love and best wishes. And hope you have a lovely time as you go into the holidays. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for Legendary Leaders. Maria Danley invites you to join her for another inspiring show next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. 
Have a wonderful week.